Welcome back to the channel. Today we're going to be doing Choosing Beggars. Our first one, sister talks crap behind my back, then throws a fit when I won't buy her gas or cigarettes anymore, once I catch her. My sister smokes. Not great to start off with. On top of that, she smokes very expensive cigarettes where we live. Each pack is almost $10. That's pretty pricey here. Cheap packs are like $4 which I didn't really care about before when she had a job because how she spends her paycheck, the parts not being used to care for her kids anyway, isn't really my business. But she quit her job, yeah, during the pandemic a month or so ago because she, and I quote, don't want to deal with that bitch boss of mine anymore and was coasting on the money she had saved. Well, now she's out of money, shocker, and instead of looking for another job, she's going to try to sell her car. But in the meantime, she's broke with no way to buy cigarettes. I don't smoke, so she can't bum anything off of me, but our mom smokes, so sis could technically bum a couple off of her, but she doesn't because mom smokes those shitty, cheap cigarettes. No, she wants her brand of cigarettes. She's never heard the term beggars can't be choosers, it seems. So she's been in a pissy mood for a full week because she can't afford her expensive cigarettes, won't accept any cheap ones, and none of us are coughing up the $10 to buy her pack. She'll blow through in maybe a week. But today, I had enough of her bitchy attitude and decided to do her a favor. I said if she wanted to go through a place A drive through for me so I could get us some food, her kids included, then I'd help get her some gas and a pack of cigarettes. She eagerly agreed, but rejected my offer to get her any food. And place A wasn't open yet. It was like 9.30 a.m. and they opened after 10 a.m., so she'd have to wait till they opened. Then she sort of paused and asked if I really wanted food from place A and not place B, which is closer. Place B is legit right next to the gas station, while place A is maybe like two buildings down, so still very close. I say no, I've been craving something Pacific from place A, so she relents and says okay, and that she's gonna be sitting outside drinking coffee until then. So maybe 20 minutes go by and I go out to give sis a written list of what to get, because she has not a great memory and will forget stuff and I get close to the side porch door, which is open, and I hear her bitching about having to go through the drive-thru for me to our mom. Just how I'm so rude for asking her to drive so far, and how place A is just so fucking gross, and how she didn't even want to do this anyways. While I hear our mom tell her to be grateful because no one else was offering to buy her food, gas, and her fancy cigarettes. While sis scoffed and started saying something else, but I walked outside and she shut up. Mom and her had a wide-eyed look, but I reached down, plucked my card, which she was gonna use to get everything from her hand, and just said, Never mind, I don't want to burden you. I'll just order through DoorDash instead, and then walked back inside. She tried to call me back and said she was just messing around, but I ignored her, and when it was made clear I wasn't buying her shit or coming back, I heard her pitching a huge baby fit, and our mom was laughing, telling her she did this to herself by being ungrateful. So yeah, sis threw her fit and wore herself out before going and sitting in her car for a few hours to pout. I really had no issue helping her if she did a little favor for me in return, but I'm not going to help anyone who bitches about said help behind my back. Well, 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 we do have ourselves a choosing beggar here, because not only does she want a certain type of cigarettes, which is in a pandemic and you quit your job, people are out there trying to make money, bro, and you're just like, I don't want to deal with my boss. I understand if it would be a toxic environment, but just be like, nah. I ain't feeling my boss today. I'ma quit. I don't know about that, man. Like, and you got kids, and you just pouted in the car for hours. Who's watching your kids during this? I'm guessing your mom and your brother. Do you have, like, no responsibility, my man? By man, I mean her. 
I just use that as a figure of speech. So for our next post, we're going to be tackling a little dialogue. And bear with me on the voice part because I'm not good at doing voices at all. I'm going to try not to make it annoying because I know I get really annoyed when people have annoying voices for characters. So I'm going to avoid that. So if they don't sound that much different, please forgive me. <laughs> Yesterday, my classmate texted our class chat saying that she wants every person who draws to DM her. Me, a longtime digital artist with years of experience and full-blown equipment, text her asking what's the deal. The following conversation occurs. Hey, I heard you were looking for artists. Oh, hi. Yeah, I have this little project in mind. Maybe you could help out. Sure, what's up? Okay, so I need y'all to draw some people from our class as a gift for our teacher. Ooh, seems interesting. So you, what, you want me to draw a couple people as a colored drawing? Yes, that would be perfect. Oh, and you should also draw us with like attributes. Nikki with the microphone in her hand and oh, full body, of course. Sure, what's the deadline and how many people are drawing? Monday, please. And apart from you, it's two people. So it's like 10 to 12 drawings per person. Monday's in two days. Jesus, do you really have enough of a budget for this? I mean, it's still not enough time, but even if I agreed, that'd cost crazy amounts. <laughs> what do you mean budget? It's a gift for our teacher, therefore yours as well, so why would we pay you? Oh, so you want me to do free work with the deadline in two days when I won't even be home for most of the time? I'm visiting my sister. Oh, if you don't want to do it, just say it. Everyone will know how rude you are not wanting to make a gift for our teacher. Yeah, I won't do this. Good luck looking for slaves though. Okay, while that was short, I have to admit I had a lot of fun doing the little voice. It was so fun! And what I have to say about this choosing beggar is, I never get why people don't expect artists to want to be paid. Like, I have one of my best friends is a good artist, and I had him draw a picture of my cat for me. And when I asked him how much, he was like, oh, 60 bucks, right? And it seemed like he was scared telling me that amount at first. And I was like, yeah, okay. Gucci, your price, your art, you're worth it, man. And he was so happy. Like, why do people not pay artists for what they're worth? I don't stand. I don't stand this. So for this post, we have a self-roast time. Self-roast. Those ones are rare. <laughs> Meme culture is stuck in my head. Okay, okay. I'll start now. My bad. My bad. Okay, so when I was like 15, I was, oh god, just such an asshole. There are reasons for most of it, but none of them explain what in the hell possessed me to pull this crap. Right, so it was nearing the holidays, and I living in Texas. Now, Texas being populated heavily by Latins and Hispanics abounds with tamales makers come Christmas time, to the point where it's a near certainty that someone in your social circle makes tamales with their family. Well, my best friend at the time comes to school with a container of tamales, she's offering them to people we know, but not me, because she knows me, and she's not a moron. At this point, I'd never tried a tamale, didn't even know how to properly eat them, and my point of reference was the hot tamale candy, and honest to God, I never really wanted to try them since they didn't seem particularly appealing to me. But my bestie was offering them to everyone around us and hadn't even bothered to ask me. I don't remember how I did it exactly, but I essentially kept bargaining her with, hey, you didn't offer to me and I want to try one and probably a bunch of other crazy statements. Well, I was being an asshole and she wanted the quickest way to shut me up. Unfortunately, she didn't take it. Instead, she offered me a tamale. I believe she even gave me the choice of cheese or meat. And somehow, I thought it was totally okay to actually complain to her that I didn't like her tamales. I actually complained that the food I had nagged for, which my friend knew I wouldn't like, hence her lack of offer, and got for free, I might add, weren't something I enjoyed. I mean, even from my memory, I remember it being equivalent complaining the entire Mexican-slash-Tex-Mex flavor palette wasn't to my liking. 
How dare the culture of her heritage not consider my taste buds? My friend and I grew apart and lost touch a few years ago. I don't remember everything about her. I don't even always remember how she looked. But damn, if I don't remember the look on her face when I pulled that shit. She looked like she was about to clock me. I wouldn't have blamed her, honestly. But instead, I think she just pointed out how this was literally the definition of no one asking me. My friend knew I wouldn't be able to appreciate it, because at the time, Tex-Mex slash Mexican food was so different to what I knew. When we went to Mexican restaurants, I would have clear anxiety attacks not knowing what to choose. I also did this with barbecue, so I've never been able to get a handle on appreciating any of it, since it immediately caused me distress. But a few years later, when I stopped being such a C-word, my mom doesn't let me say that word. Yes, I know I'm 18, but I have a thing against that word now. <laughs> and got on some anxiety meds, I ended up making tamales with her family, and I even got to take some home. It was awesome, and so were they. So, I am happy with that ending, because tamales are smack. Mexican food, I, even though I am half Mexican, I have something, I can't handle spice. I have the white side of my taste buds on that. I cannot handle spice for anything, but I love tamales, and I love pupusas. So I'm glad she got to actually enjoy them. Thanks for watching the video. Please like and subscribe. I had a lot of fun doing this one. I enjoyed the voices very much. And plus, I had my little boy Kirby here with me. So it was a great experience overall. Thanks for watching. Welcome back to the channel, everyone. Today, we're going to be covering relationship advice. And we're going to do like three or four posts because I'm recording this right before class. My wife, 30 female, and I, 40 male, are in a really rough place right now. I've been married for five years together for seven, and have two kiddos, five and three. I love her, and she's an amazing woman. Lingering in the background, we have a dead bedroom, which has been extremely challenging for me. I've done everything she suggested, but she has not made any efforts on her end. I'm the higher libido one. The lack of intimacy has affected the quality of our relationship. My mom, 77 female, has terminal colon cancer. She's on her final two to three days. To say it's been tough to watch is a massive understatement. With COVID, my wife and our family have taken social distancing, isolation, and mask wearing very seriously. We don't go anywhere. We don't see anyone. It's been tough not being able to go see my folks much the past few months as we've known my mom's condition has been worsening. I wanted to bring my kids over to see their grandma for her last time. Wife was clear that she didn't want there to be a lot of people over there as we could potentially expose our family to the virus. I told my dad this and he mentioned a time during the afternoon that he didn't think many people would be there. So that is when we headed over. When we got there, there was maybe five to seven other folks there. I offered to turn around and go back home, but she declined and we went inside. Everyone inside, except one person, was masked up. We were all socially distanced as well. In my mom's bedroom, there was quite a bit of space, so we could all maintain six feet distance apart. It was a beautiful day with some touching moments of bonding between my mom and my kids. I felt at peace with her impending death because she got to see our youngest grandkids one last time. I was emotional, which leads me to the event. When we were leaving, my wife starts in asking, why didn't I do a better job making sure there weren't going to be people over? I said I was sorry and that I did my best. Though that she agreed I did do my best and that it's a tough situation, she kept going at me unrelentingly. She states that I don't respect her or her wishes or needs. That is when I got triggered. I felt it was egocentric of her because she wasn't mentioning anything about the potential risk of her kids she was solely focused on how it made her feel that I didn't do more to ensure that people weren't going to be over. Yes, I thought about our dead bedroom of three years and how she hasn't made any effort to work on things that are needs of mine. In that moment, I didn't want this to all be about her. I'd be happy to address her concerns, but need a little space coming from that emotional meeting with my mom. 
At the least, I would have appreciated her showing more tact and not going so hard at me. I called her a narcissist, and she told me I need therapy. Fun times for all. I've barely slept or eaten anything in days. I asked her if she still loves me. No answer. I'm losing my mom and maybe my wife. So, is it reasonable that I'd be pissed here? How can we fix this? Or can we fix it? I feel really bad for OP here because... Communication is key, but there's certain things you can't fix with communication. And I think one of those might be the dead bedroom, which is leading to a lot of resentment on both their parts. She might feel pressured to have sex or do things with him because he needs it, not needs it, but he is a higher need for it than her. While he might feel ignored because she's not trying to talk to him about it or anything. While I agree it was very insensitive for her to bring up the discussion right after this visit with his mom, a lot of part about communication is timing and she got the timing absolutely wrong. There is no doubt on that. She's wrong in this situation. But I think this might be a thing where they need space because I don't know if it's fixable. I don't know. I can't see their relationship. From what I see in the post, I think they might need some time away. I have a roommate and friend named Daniel who recently came out as gay. He was seeing his boyfriend secretly until he told us individually. I was the first person to know. I felt like I supported him throughout the process. When he asked if it made me view him differently, I told him of course not and that he was still my friend no matter what. I supported him when he came out to his family. I'm not super used to this as I don't have many friends who are gay, so I tried my best to learn what to say and how to support him the best. Eventually he told everyone, and that was that. Sometimes in our group chats with our friends, Daniel would make jokes about me being gay. I didn't make anything of it, and I only retaliated that I was indeed a straight male. Now he is telling people that I am a homophobe or a closeted gay person. Sometimes when I hear him say that in person, it sounds a little like he's joking, but he still has said it. He will also text it in group chats. I don't really know if I offended him in some way, and if so, I wouldn't know how since I've felt that I've supported him through the whole process. I've gone to dinner with him and his boyfriend, hung out with them repeatedly, and had nothing but great times. I don't really know what to do. I don't understand in any way how I could be more supportive of Daniel, so I don't get how I could have offended him. If it's a joke, I think it's extremely shitty and will make people view me as a terrible person. There's a possibility that it is a joke. I know a couple people who take jokes too far and they're the only ones who think it's funny. But what you need right now is an honest talk with Daniel. Say, hey, you're making me uncomfortable. I'm not homophobic and I'm not closeted or gay. I want to tell you I support you. I support all people who are gay, but I myself am straight. If Daniel is offended by that, then he's offended by your sexuality as well, which is still bad. And you shouldn't be offended if people are straight, gay, bi, whatever. You should be supportive for all of it. Time for the next post. Was it too much of me, 28 female, to ask my boyfriend, 29 male, to be nicer to me? So I recently ended a relationship with a guy who I legit thought was going to be my life partner. He came so close to being the one, from being super caring, taking care of me when I was sick, driving down to see me several times a week to hang out, etc., to just feeling, for most of the time, comfortable enough to be around several days a week. My previous relationships were extremely toxic, so this is the first time a partner actually wanted to be around me for more than once every two weeks. But despite how caring he was, he was also borderline verbally abusive. He made it clear earlier on that he didn't give any power to words because it's the intent that matters, not the words spoken. And I could tell that when he was teasing me, he was just joking around. But in one week alone, he jokingly criticized me every day I saw him, making fun of me for anything from my nails to how I shed. 
He also made fun of me for how I am during sex in the past and also made fun of how traumatic or stupid I was when I minorly got hurt due to my own mistakes. I'm just going to comment on the shedding part. All girls shed. I'm going to be honest here. Our hair, it just falls out. It, it just does. It gets everywhere. We girls don't like it either. Just so you know. In my previous relationships, I had a tendency to pretend something didn't bother me until it piled up enough for me to explode. I come from an abusive household where I was essentially taught to ignore my feelings. So after working on myself a lot, I try to communicate more with this partner because I really wanted our relationship to last. At first, he was really receptive to me telling him about what bothered me, saying he was glad I brought it up without just stonewalling him like some of his exes did. But then as time went on, he would start making fun of me for bringing up something that was bothering me saying I was too sensitive or being a baby or a communist in one specific case. And finally, when we broke up, he straight up told me we weren't a good fit because his humor isn't for everyone. While I totally agree with him on us sadly not being a good fit in the end, now I'm questioning myself and whether or not I was being too sensitive. Again, I come from an abusive background and thus have a very low tolerance for teasing. He knew this. And he wasn't serious about his comments. They would often be delivered with a smile or a laugh or sometimes go, kidding and hug me after. I've asked my friends and family, ironically the very parents who abused me as a kid in the first place, adulthood is wild. The unanimous consensus was that he was an asshole, and while I do trust their judgment, I can't help but think maybe they're just saying this because they don't know how good he was to me, and I wished things worked out. Okay, no, I understand you feel comfortable with them physically, like them being there and like they want to be there for you. That's very flattering. You're happy about that understandable. But when they upset you like that and try to push you off, calling you names instead, saying you're sensitive, you're a baby, you're a communist in some case, don't know where that would come up. Very curious about that one, to be honest. Then you aren't a right fit. They aren't being supportive. They're being cruel. They are. And I know it's hard to view it from your point of view because you want it to work out, so you blame everything on you. But in this case, you weren't in the wrong, and this was them and you should be happy things didn't work out because now you're out of that relationship and you can look for a healthy one. Okay, for our last post today, my girlfriend won't stop posting hate online. My 24 male and my girlfriend, 24 female, is generally a cool person. We've been together for 18 months and haven't had any problems. She has an active online life and does all kinds of things, including posting political stuff. Now, I don't care about this all that much. She can do whatever. She's an independent person and it's her own life. But last week I saw a Twitter thread from her calling for killing all men and hinting that all men are somehow rapists. And some more disturbing things, including saying men are biologically predisposed to do violent things that I'm not going to mention here. I did a quick advanced search through her profile. I realize now that this violates privacy, but still. And saw a lot of similar tweets saying men are trash, etc. dating back months and years. I asked her what all this was about, and she tried to excuse all this saying it's not actually hate speech because it's against men and then accused me of being part of the problem because I criticized her. I just requested her to put a stop on this, and she said, Fuck you. I dropped this topic after that message, but reported her tweets. Day before yesterday, I saw an Instagram story thread repeating the same charade about men being accountable, and a final story labeled, Message to Toxic Men and Sympathizers, which once again sported the same exact excuses she said before, and was clearly directed at me. I replied with one word, Seriously? I got a reply calling me, among various explanatives, a toxic idiot who doesn't understand shit and who probably defends rapists. She also said I have an inherent bias against women because of my gender and it's clouding my judgment. 
my temper here, but I do not like accusations of character. But I straight up told her she's being really difficult and we cannot continue if she keeps up like this. She left me on scene and now I have messages from her friends saying I overreacted and I should apologize because she didn't do anything wrong. Now, when I read this post, the first thing that popped in my mind was hypocrisy. Because how can you say he is a bias against women because of his gender when you have a bias against men because of your gender? Hypocrisy. Now, um, I don't know if you all can tell, but I am currently a woman, okay? So I think I have a little light on the situation from the woman's side. She's wrong. She's, in, she's clearly in the wrong. Equal does not mean that men are trash. Yeah, some men are trash. Some women are trash. People are just trash in general. Let's be straightforward here. Everyone has trash people, no matter where you come from. There's always gonna be a rotten apple from the tree. But to say all men are trash, and then get mad when someone says, hey, that isn't true, is just dumb. You are wrong. I don't care. You are wrong. You can't be toxic like that, okay? Women, for those that think all men are trash, come on, knock it off. You know that's not what we're here to accomplish. We're here to be equals, okay? We're not here to trash the other gender. We're here to be equals. So let's all just relax and be equals then. Got it? Got it. Okay, my class starts in two minutes, so I'm going to end the video here. Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe. Have a great day.